The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Ireland's Call, which is not our national anthem, apparently. It's a grand tune, call it whatever you like, but it's not the Irish national anthem. It pisses me off the IRFU decided to change things without consulting the people. Auron Levian is officially the Irish national anthem. So said Damien Tiernan, WLR presenter, at the weekend on X. Damien, you're very welcome to the show. What's the problem with Ireland's Call? Well, my foot was tapping there listening to it, or Gleach Naheran, as it would be called, if we actually had an Irish version of Ireland's Call. It's actually not a bad tune. Um, I did a bit of music in school, and there's, uh, I think the, the chorus is made of mainly tonic triads, as you know yourself, Kieran. Well, Goldie, I'm a so. great man for the tonic. Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually simple to learn and sing. So it's actually not a bad melody. Some people say it's obviously not great. I don't think it's a bad melody at all. I don't have any problem with it as an actual tune. I just have a problem with how this whole thing has developed over the last number of years. So, for example, it was brought in, obviously, in the World Cup in the mid-90s. Now, we're on the same time. 1997, we're playing South Africa next week. And in 1997, South Africa uh, adopted a new anthem and... It's brilliant. It's a hybrid song from a compilation of many different sort of facets in the 19th century. And it's great. Obviously, we're not at that situation. And I'm not coming at it from a nationalist perspective at all, uh, Kieran. I just think that the way this has just happened over the last couple of decades, it's like, I don't know, a failure of the governments to basically say, right, what are we going to do about this? I think we need a new national anthem. I genuinely do. And I like the soldier's song. I like what Patrick Carney did and Patrick Heaney in 1910. It's not bad, but I think we I, I think we need a new national anthem. And and so the problem you have is 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 what that kind of people turned up in Lansdowne Road one day and kind of Ireland's call was suddenly sung <laughs> after our Rod Levine and nobody knew it was about to happen. <laughs> I know. Like if you look at the Brian O'Driscoll documentary, it's very good. I watched it again over the weekend, and obviously you shouldn't bring politics into sport, but the very nature of this island is that we have politics in sport. And obviously, if I was raising an issue, I shouldn't be using a big spoon to stir it. But I kind of think, what would Wolf Tone think about all these type of things? So the fact that it did come about in the way it came about, a lot of other different sporty organisations have adopted it as well. Others haven't. So you have the Anomaly, for example, you have an all-Ireland all Ireland, um, boxing team, and they adopt the tricolour and the Irish national anthem. And then the IRFU, because obviously of the connections with the two different communities. And that's absolutely fine for them to do that. But it's effectively now been introduced by stadium presenters as Ireland's national anthem, which it's not. So it's just to call a spade a spade. Like we're definitely going to need more, I suppose, era defining compromises as we go forward. And it raises a really difficult subject because it's a political mess. Mm. Like what we're going to do when we talk about a united Ireland or a debate leading to that. And we heard all about it last week in terms of uh, Chris Heaton-Harris and Leo Varadkar and many others. What's a new tricolour going to look like if it is going to be a tricolour? What's the new national anthem going to sound like? Is it going to adopt a song which basically wasn't even accepted by the Irish Free State initially? They didn't adopt any official state anthem until around 1926 when RTE uh, started playing it at the end of their uh, radio mm. days, as they say. And actually the first song of the 1924 Paris Olympics they played Let Aaron Remember. That was our anthem at the time. So uh, I, I don't believe the Irish national anthem like is, is, is sacrosanct. I think we definitely need some kind of a change in this. We definitely need some kind of a, a process to look at how we're going to adopt a new anthem. John McGahan is with us as well, the Fine Gael Senator. John, are you a fan of Ireland's Call? 
Oh, I, I am indeed. And um, I was just listening to Damien there. And, you know, I can't see from what Damien has said what Damien's problem is with Ireland's call uh, or what his problem is with the Ronavine. I think, Damien, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I think the issue is more so you don't like the concept of either anthem and that we should have a brand new anthem. That's what I got from, from you there. Correct me if I'm wrong? In some respect, we do need a bigger debate around this, and I don't mind what they sing. I love rugby. I played rugby with Reggie Corrigan, who went on to play for Ireland. I played with Prez Bray. I love the whole idea. It doesn't matter what they sing as long as they beat South Africa and win the World Cup 100%. I do have a problem with this creeping sort of way that Ireland's call has become our de facto national anthem when it's not. That's the problem. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to disagree. I, I certainly don't think it has. And if it's a case that you said it, where you've given an example that uh, foreign national presenters introduce it as Ireland's national anthem, it, you know, I haven't come across that. I'm sure it has happened. But maybe that's a case that they really need to be made very clear about that it's not our national anthem. But what I would say is, which we talked about 1995, we talked about South Africa. I think it's important to give that context of where Ireland's call actually came from. And that was ahead of the 1987 Rugby World Cup. And at that time, Davy Erwin... Nigel Carr and Philip Rainey were travelling down from Belfast to go to training in Dublin. And an IRA car bomb that killed uh, Justice Morris Gibson and his wife. The three players were, were caught in the blast side of it. It ended uh, Nigel Carr's career. And as a result, two months later, ahead in the 1987 World Cup, there was even talk about whether Ireland would compete in it as a result of what had happened. Uh, so it was kind of felt that playing around Levine at that time <clears throat> would have been somewhat controversial given the Northern and Ulster sensitivities to it. And the national anthem in 1987 at the Rugby World Cup, you ask, throws the trillie. You know, so that was silly altogether. So ahead in 1995, and as you mentioned, the Rugby World Cup in South Africa, uh, the IRFU felt that it was important to try and find some sort of a song that would recognise that 20% of IRFU members are from Northern Ireland or from a predominantly unionist tradition. Mm. Uh, up until in the 1950s, when Ireland played in Raven Hill, God Save the Queen, God Save the King, and then subsequently Queen was played. And then any of the games in Lansdowne Road up until prior to 1995, it was always around Naveen. And that was seen because the game was being played in the jurisdictions of those two countries. So look, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. I get we're in a Rugby World Cup. I get it's a nice thing for people to try and talk about, to, you know, say, oh, we should do this, we should do that. This incorporates two really big traditions on this island of Ireland. I don't think there's any Sure uh, D- Damien, would you be happier if um, while this conversation, this big conversation was being had about what a new national anthem might look like at some point in the future, that foreign broadcasters were just clearer that this was Ireland's rugby <laughs> anthem as opposed to our national anthem? Oh, well, it's more than our rugby anthem. Like I think the, uh, the hockey guys and girls do it as well and many other sporting organisations have it. Uh, the Irish Course Fishing Organisation adopts Ireland's call as well. So it's a lot more and it has... Our, Ireland's, very- Ireland's Garrison Games anthem. We could call it that. <laughs> I don't know if I've I go annoyed that everyone far, now. Yeah, go on. I don't think I go that far. <laughs> and like you have the problem with, uh, obviously, if isn't it just brilliant that we have four provinces all together? Imagine if we had uh, United Northern Ireland and Southern Irish soccer teams and it would just be fabulous, you know, in many, many respects. But then again, you have all those traditions, you have everything to respect. It's a really difficult quagmire of a mess and sport and politics when they intertwine with this and you bring in music as well. I don't know how we're going to solve it. I genuinely don't know how we're going to solve it. But listen, if I can think... Go on, sorry. Sorry, sorry Damien, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I, I just think what we, you know, I agree with what you're saying there. And we should be really, really lucky when you see that we have had an All-Ireland rugby team 
uh, forever. Like that's something that shouldn't be played down or something that we shouldn't underestimate given the, given the history that we've had on this island of Ireland. That's something to be really respectful of. And I think Ireland's called right. We might not like the song. Like, for example, in the 90s when it came out, a lot of people were like, you know, uh, uh, Trevor Ringland uh, or not Trevor Ringland, Jim Glennon said, well, sure, Aaron Levine is my song. Like, what, what is this all about? So it was controversial even back then, but I'm 32 years of age. I went to my first Ireland game in 2002, Ireland versus Italy, when I was 12. I think for my generation, Ireland's call is a really important part. Aside from the political sensitivities or the reasons why we do it to respect another tradition in Ireland, it's a really important part of our game. Uh, people like it, people mm. enjoy it. Uh, and look, at the end of the day, and I accept what you're saying, you perhaps don't disagree with Ireland's call. You perhaps disagree with Aaron Levine at the same time. You think there should be a new anthem. That's a debate to be had, and that will be a debate that will have to be had if we're going to push towards United Ireland. But we have to remember the underlying reason behind this is yeah. because there is a strong Protestant unionist tradition on this island of Ireland who are part of our rugby team. They're an important part of our rugby team, and it respects them and their background tradition. And I think that's something we should be really proud of ourselves that we're able to do. Do you think, John, that Ireland's call is a potential national anthem for a 32 county no, republic? No, um, no, no, not at all. I think Aron Naveen, well, for a 32 county republic, I think that will all have to be on the debate table uh, when or if we even get close to United Ireland, mm. along with what, what our education system would look like, both sides of the border, what would our economies look like, what would our health system look like? But do you think, think Ireland's call, really, would you like to see Ireland's call at least considered in that? Um, well, sure, look, you know, I, I don't know one way or the other. Ireland's call for me is a pretty nice song. It's fine. But for me, it's the underlying concept of what it represents that I think is really important. But were, to, to answer your question directly, were we to ever get to that stage uh, fine, have Ireland's call in the debate or in the mix around that, but have it along with other concepts as well of what we could do. Damien, do you think it should be on the table? Should we at least consider Phil Coulter's song as, as one of the potential <laughs> 32 county national anthems? Uh, you're trying to stir it now, Kieran. No, no, listen, there's lots of people who are fans of Ireland's call. They might like to see it. And I, I'm, I'm conscious as well that, I mean, you can rule it out, but whatever ultimately gets ruled in, uh, if we do get to that point in any of our lifetimes, like, it's not going to be an absolute belter in everybody's mind. No, it's not. And yeah, if you want to please that, everyone, like, it's like the classic yeah. thing, if you want to please all the people all the time, you know, it's a very hard thing to do. You end up kind of very beige. And that's the nature of whatever we're going to pick, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. When you look at the history of the South African National Anthem, how that was adopted and afterwards different groups criticising it. And I suppose if everybody's criticising it from their own perspective, there must be something in it. Maybe it could be part of our, uh, maybe a new Eurovision style approach to it. Let's say in five years time, we're going to have a new National Anthem and let's say what we're going to do with it. Yeah, because that's like, worked well is, at the Eurovision. Uh, our on the Veen is obviously, it's the anthem of the state, but as like the Lord Mayor of Dublin, former Lord Mayor, Councillor Dermot Lacey has just said, rugby comes from two states. And then you have the other issue that we have people from different parts of the planet playing rugby for Ireland. So they're going to sing whatever we basically adopt. My problem with the whole issue is that it, there has been this creeping sort of uh, adoption of Ireland's call as a de facto Irish but anthem. where is and that I coming from, Damien? Where is that coming I think, from? I, I think who, it's coming from a lack. I think, uh, do you know where I think it's coming from? I think it's coming from a lack of moral leadership in the political parties that they haven't, nobody has announced. And I'm not, ah, Damien, I, I, I no, respect genuine. you a lot. I listen to your show in Waterford, but come on. Like, quite, where is there's this been creeping no about this. A lack of moral leadership means in, in government means that, that, that this Ireland's call is going to be our new de facto national anthem. Get a grip. 
No, I'm 100% on that because no political party is basically saying we need a debate on this, we need to discuss this, we need to make a decision on it. And let's do that ah, as a They've people, all said that, Damien, haven't they? Like, if you ask oh, any of the no, political parties, no. I mean, John just said everything needs to be on the table. If I had Leo Varadkar, Mary Lou MacDonald, Micheál Martin, Holly Cairns, any of them here, they'd all say everything and, needs to be on the table. Well, how many and, of them have suggested how to do that? Do you know what I would just say? Because like, the constitutional question is, and I'm from the dock, I'm 10 minutes from the border, so I, I've grown up along here. And the constitutional question is going to be a very important, delicate question that we are all going to have to have an open conversation about. Yes. And to be quite frank and to be honest with you, I think national anthems or songs or anything like that are going to be so low down the pecking order when it comes to what type of a health service we want. Oh, yeah, I know, John. Now, hold on. I know, I know. Yeah, rationally speaking, rationally speaking, you're right. But I mean, you know as well as I do, there's lots of flag wrappers out there on both sides. You know, yeah, whether it be a yeah, tricolour yeah, or a union I, jack. I, I, and for those people, uh, and, and listen, their concerns are as legitimate as anybody else. But for those people, you can be sure the national anthem is not way down the list. It is going to be an issue. I don't doubt it. But I totally uh, and respectfully disagree with Damien. This isn't some sort of creeping kind of let's get this. Aron Levine is the national anthem of the Republic of Ireland and Ireland's call is a respectful okay. anthem what a, that acknowledges the unionist tradition and there's nothing wrong with what, that. Well, let me, I, to, I have a proposition then for both of you before you go. Ireland's call as the new national anthem, one third Irish, one third English, one third Ulster Scots. Damien, what do you think? <laughs> well, see, Ireland's call, I was looking at the, uh, it's, it's taught in Gael Skull and uh, sometimes uh, Gleach and Hare and it's taught in the, in the Irish language and that's a, it's a different type of a tune to it but uh, I think the symbolism of all this, I know what John is saying, I think the symbolism will be very important and that's why we need a good rational discussion about these things and I hate doing it and I think we shouldn't be doing it maybe during the World Cup, that's one of the problems people are giving out saying oh, we should all just be supporting Ireland and we are all supporting Ireland wouldn't yeah. it be just amazing if they win it like I said it doesn't matter what they say but yeah maybe Kieran, you could come up with a few lyrics oh well I, listen I'm, I'm, I'm pretty adept at the old Ulster Scots John what about that uh, one third in each I language I, I, I think I think uh, a, a quite a diplomatic suggestion indeed all right <laughs> And I think a compromise like that may or may not work. You know. <laughs> that is a that's a diplomatic answer. It may or may not work. I feel again, Senator John McGahan, Damien Tiernan, WLR presenter. Listen, gentlemen, thank you both very much uh, for joining me. I teach eight-year-olds and they're learning Ireland's call while the Rugby World Cup is on. They love it. And after learning the story behind it, one child in particular said, isn't it nice to make everyone feel included? The future is bright. Dahi says, would the anti-Ireland's call gang accept God save the king? That is the alternative. Uh, so says Dahi. Any, and anyway, and one more for the moment. I think it is shameful. Our anthem is no longer played abroad. I no longer feel invested in this rugby team. What do you think of Ireland's call? 087-1400-106. And what do you think of that proposition? One third English, one third Irish and one third Ulster Scots in our new 32 county republic. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.